With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs here with you on a Thursday night as Iowa gets a W over Maryland. And I'm going to take an L a little later in this podcast, so be sure you stick around for that. But a very nice 89-67 win, a 22-point win, a blowout win on the road at Maryland uh, for the Hawkeyes. 89-67 the final, and uh, really happy for Luca Garza, who gets to go home and get a win at Maryland. Uh, a team that he grew up wanting to play for, had never beaten uh, at their house in his career, and, and to be able to do that in his final game there is really cool. You know, a shame that a pandemic and a insurrection uh, you know affected the, the crowd there, and I don't think he had any, any family uh, present. That, that may be not exactly correct. I'd I'm sorry, I'm uh, I'm focused on the end of this Indiana-Wisconsin game, which I'll update you on <laughs> when that happens. Although, I guess by the time you hear this, uh, the game will be over and you will know what has happened. But uh, happy for Luka Garza. 24 points tonight, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 4-4 uh, four four from, from the free throw line, 9-14 of 14 from the field, 2-4 of four from 3-point land. And just a, a good game, a nice game, a fun game for him, I'm sure. And in a league where you expect a dogfight each and every night, no matter who you're playing, it's nice to get a comfortable win. It's nice to have a blowout win. It's nice to not have a lot of tension in the final 10 minutes of the game. Not a lot in question. Nice to see uh, Fran be able to kind of empty the bench and play a bunch of guys, get a bunch of minutes uh, on a road Big Ten game. It's a really good night for the Hawkeyes after the first 10 minutes. Those first 10 minutes were rough. Maryland came out hot. Shooting the ball well, Iowa didn't seem to have the energy or effort on defense that you need in a Big Ten game. Iowa didn't have their offense clicking at that point. I think at one point it was 19-7 to Maryland, something like that, right around there. Let me pull up the play-by-play so I can I can get that exactly right because uh, it, was, uh, it was a rough start and it felt bad. And then I guess it was 17-7, to uh, 19-9. And I think that's when Iowa ripped off a 20 to nothing run. Maryland, I believe, had 15 straight possessions where they didn't score. And that was really the game. Uh, Iowa really blew them out in the rest of the first half and had an 18-point lead at halftime. Maryland did the same thing at the start of the second half. I think Mike Halas had tweeted that both halves began with an 8-2 to Maryland run, uh, but the second half wasn't sustained at all. And, uh, and Joe Wieskamp really started to kind of uh, assert his will in, in early in the second half. And um, 
and Iowa just pulled away and, and played really well. The uh, Keegan Murray, another just another great game, another phenomenal game. Uh, just such a fun guy to watch. So much energy, so much bounce, so smooth, and yet long strides and you know basketball IQ, all of the things you you want, and to have those things in a freshman is is kind of remarkable. As Wisconsin and Indiana go to overtime here, the way and and the the spark that he provides, um, it's really really fun to watch. He, he, the the dunk he had at the end of the half was great. But just everything he does, the rebounds, he had five of those, a couple of blocks, a steal, 12 points for him tonight on 6-9 and nine shooting. Just a, a lot of fun to, to see him kind of develop and grow and to be able to have an impact on a top-five team that's got a lot of chemistry and a lot of history and not a lot of you know playing time to have Keegan Murray as a freshman come in and be a role player on this team and, and have an impact and improve his game during a season like this is is really remarkable. Um, and it, it shows a lot of uh, Fran's recruiting and kind of where this is all setting up to go after this season. Obviously, everything is lined up for this season, and this is the year to you know go win a Big Ten, go to a Final Four. It's not a... It, this doesn't seem like a program that's going to fall back after guys like Garza and Bohannon and Wieskamp and Connor, you know, go to wherever it is they're all going to go. Joe Wieskamp, you know, he got aggressive there in the second half, still just six points, three of six shooting, didn't shoot a lot, but took it to the rim a couple of times, four rebounds. He's always good at rebounding. Uh, not a great shooting night, though, 0 of 2 from three point land. And. You know, you really hope that he and C.J. Frederick can both kind of figure this out and, and kind of get going, get out of these, you know, relative slumps that, that they both seem to be in. Uh, Frederick, really not not an impact tonight, just two points. Um, and neither he nor Wieskamp played much in the last 10, 12, 13 minutes of the first half, which is really kind of remarkable considering that's the time that Iowa used to go on a 20 nothing run and really put this game away. Um, Patrick McCaffrey had a nice game. He, I'm guessing, is a career high with 10 points. Uh, certainly a Big Ten high for him. Four or six shootings, two threes, three rebounds and assists. He he played well. Nunji, you know, had a pretty nice game. He, he Nunji, McCaffrey, and Murray provided a big spark in the first half. And so that that's not going to come through as much on a depth chart. Toussaint was there as well. Toussaint provided a nice spark there. Again, he just ends with four points and uh but but six steals and assists for him. Just one turnover. And then everybody got in the game. You had you know, Perkins and Ulis and Chris Murray all got some minutes and uh the, it was it was fun to see. It was fun to see that. Uh there's one guy well Connor McCaffrey you know, didn't know how much he'd play, if at all, coming into this game. Had hurt his ankle and missed almost all of the Rutgers game. I mean, played, what, the first three minutes, missed the rest of the game, came back in to inbound the ball right at the end. But uh, to see him not only play as much as he did, but to have the impact he did, 10 assists to no turnovers, two threes that he hit, remarkable. Um, and that, that you know... 
you're never going to have a team focus on him defensively because he's never going to be a real scoring threat. But stepping out and hitting, hitting a couple of threes will certainly make people think, you know, putting that on film uh, will certainly give Garza a little more space. And, and then his, you know, his feeding to Garza, as we've talked about a lot, is um, invaluable to this team. And just kind of his presence out there as a defender and then as kind of the quarterback of this offense, even though he's not the point guard, uh, is is pretty remarkable. Speaking of the point guard, um, I'm going to take an L in just a minute. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jordan Bohannon had a great game. 18 points, 6 of 9 from 3, couple of assists, 4 rebounds, and he's back. You know, he's back to the level of play that, you know, we saw glimpses of, uh, certainly in the North Carolina game this year and in the 10 games he played last year, but really uh, that we haven't seen consistently since, you know, the seasons before his hip surgeries. And he seems to have gotten fully healthy, gotten back up to game speed and gotten his confidence back. And when he plays the way he's played these last couple of games, I was really, really hard to beat. 24 points against Northwestern last Tuesday, 13 points against Rutgers, but a, a big 13 points. And then 18 tonight against Maryland. And, you know, I started talking about Joe Toussaint being the starting point guard of this team long before this season ever began. I saw this as a an ongoing battle between uh, kind of basketball philosophies here. And my thought was that a guy like Joe Toussaint, who we saw improve quite a bit over the course of last season as the starting point guard, what he brings to the table with his speed and quickness, with his ability to penetrate a defense off the dribble, and with his defensive capabilities... Uh, along with Joe Wieskamp and C.J. Frederick shooting the lights out from three, which they haven't been doing recently, I thought that Joe Toussaint in this starting lineup gave this team a better, uh, made this team better. And I want to be clear that I never thought that Jordan Bohannon shouldn't play or shouldn't have a lot of minutes or shouldn't have a green light to shoot whenever and wherever he wants. Jordan Bohannon is my favorite Hawkeye basketball player in history. He's the favorite guy I've ever seen watch. And I said on the radio earlier this week that if you could give me any Hawkeye that I've ever watched to have hands at the end of a game, to have the ball in his hands at the end of the game, it'd be Jordan Bohannon. Because of the clutch threes, because of the free throw ability. I love this kid. And... Yet, I thought that I will be better without him in the starting lineup. And I think I was wrong about that. And I think I can admit now that him being in the starting lineup makes this team better. And while I like Joe Tucson a lot and I'm excited for his future, I think him off the bench 
is just fine right now. And, you know, it's, I never wanted it to be that I didn't like or appreciate or have faith in Jordan Bohannon, um, because all those three, all three of those things are, are true. Um, but I just, I thought that Tucson gave them a different look and, and I, and I felt like that up until, you know, recently and, to watch him again tonight do what he's done and to understand the role he has on this team when he is playing like this, there's just nobody that can replace that. And if him starting makes him play like this, if Fran obviously knows him better than, than any of us do, thinks that him being in the starting lineup is good for his confidence and good for his game and good for his team, well, that's why Fran's the head coach and he makes millions of dollars. And that's why I'm just some guy doing a podcast and I make thousands of dollars. And I can admit when I'm wrong. So I'll take this L. I'll gladly take this L, man. I'm glad Jordan Bohannon made me look like a fool. I'd rather, there's nobody else in the world I'd rather have do that. Not a ton left to talk about this game. Um, you know, I was shot 53%, uh, 50% from, from three point line. I saw John Miller tweet that, you know, Iowa made 13 threes, Maryland made 12, and Iowa won by 22 points. That's 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 saying something. Uh, four or six from the free throw line was was were the Hawkeyes. It's got to be the fewest free throws they've shot all season. Iowa won the rebounding battle. Had twenty two assists. Just played you know played well. Fewer turnovers. And you know just the the type of game you hope to see out of a top five team on the road in conference against a team that's not ranked. Against a six and six team, a team that beat Wisconsin, a team that was has skill and can be dangerous, um, but a team that Iowa outmatched and should have outmatched and did, and it's just nice to see that Iowa doesn't play Maryland again this season. That was the one matchup between these teams, and now you look ahead to Sunday and Sunday afternoon, one thirty, Minnesota comes to town. And it's a Minnesota team that uh, feels pretty good after beating Iowa and getting into the, the top 25 rankings. They're ranked 16th uh, as we speak, although they did lose their last game to a very good Michigan team, but really got kind of blown out at Michigan um, yesterday. So we'll have a Minnesota team coming in that you know may be reeling a bit from that loss, but certainly feels like they can uh, can you know bring their season back to where they hope it goes with a sweep of the Iowa Hawkeyes. And, and hopefully Iowa has some revenge on their minds and can, uh, can knock off the Gophers Sunday afternoon. And then, you know, this is the first of three straight Thursday, Sunday turnarounds. So this will be an interesting thing with Jordan Bohannon. I think it's probably good that he didn't have to play a lot late in the game tonight because those hips are going to be a thing probably for the rest of his life. Uh, but these Thursday to Sunday turnarounds may be the toughest things for him. So you got Sunday at the, against Minnesota. Next Thursday, a week from tonight, Michigan State comes to town. Obviously a huge game. The following Sunday at Northwestern, again, another big game. Then Thursday, Indiana. That next Sunday, Nebraska. That's kind of your next six games, five games laid out there. And that's all leading up to the big one. At Illinois, 
Friday, January 29th. The one opportunity that we get to see Iowa-Illinois this year after just a great series of games last year and what really felt like the start, maybe restart, border rivalry. You know, maybe Iowa's best Big Ten basketball rivalry if uh, if these two teams, if these two programs kind of stay on the trajectory that they're on right now. And it'd be kind of cool to have a different basketball rival than football rival. You know, I'll, I'll always hate Wisconsin. And I'll always enjoy beating Minnesota and Nebraska and other teams in the Big Ten. But it'd be it'd be fun if there was kind of this unique Iowa-Illinois basketball rivalry. Now with Bielema back in Champaign, um, there, the football thing will, will heat up pretty quickly, I think, as well. But yeah, this, uh, this Hawkeye team, man, just another fun game. And hopefully, uh, hopefully Sunday it'll be an, another fun one as well. I'll quick go through some of the notes I took uh, when I was watching the game. You know, I've kind of covered a lot of this already. But yeah, those two early timeouts from Fran and, and the wrath of Fran, he really got on his team early. And, and I think that seemed to help, as did bringing in those bench players who provided a, a huge spark. Toussaint, Nunji, Keegan Murray, Patrick McCaffrey. You know, Iowa switching to that zone defense really really helped but Maryland just had a lot of bad shots a lot of quick shots just didn't didn't look great for much of this game um yeah I mean really I don't have a lot in my notes that I haven't already covered so we'll just kind of wrap this up here check out our coverage hawkeynation.com uh Rick Brown's got a cool kind of overall Big 10 feature uh, looking ahead at the league, uh, in detail at the league as a whole right now. Rob Howe will have this game covered, uh, as will John Bonencamp, and, and we'll have a bunch of cool stuff up for you at HawkeyeNation.com. I'll be back Sunday afternoon with an Instant Reaction podcast from that game. And then I think next week is the week that Joe Hugan and I will get together and uh, kind of do a, a post-mortem on the football season, try to take like a big overall look at the football season. You know, I said when I would when I finished this game, that this Wisconsin-Indiana, or when I finished this podcast, this Wisconsin-Indiana game would be over. Uh, it is not over. It's uh, tied at 69 with uh, 1.6 seconds left in the first overtime. So we'll see how this game ends and, and what Wisconsin does. Uh, but really, I will we'll just focus on ourselves right now. Just keep winning. Keep winning 4-1 and one in the conference, 4-1 and one in the best league in America, and certainly deserving of a top five ranking. Enjoy this Hawkeye fans. I certainly am. Thank you for listening and go Hawks.